speak your truth. I'm here with Jessica Gordon. She is a RTT hypnosis practitioner. So when I heard of, you know, being hypnotized, it was back in my day on Scooby-Doo. And you know, you just put somebody to sleep. When you wake up, they'll bark or something. She can do that, but that ain't what she does it for. She um, uses it for athletes, athletes and entrepreneurs to help them rapidly change their behavior. Um, and you guys will hear about how she does that in this episode and also how it helps people. I think it's really, really cool. I'm also certified in that, but never tried it, never used it. Um, kind of scared to, I just do the general life coaching, but Miss Jess, she does the hypnosis and I think it's dope. She even has some, uh, pictures and videos of what she does with some of her, um, some of her clients. So if you guys want to take a look at that, check out her website and her Instagram page and, uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Speak your truth. We have with us Jessica Gordon. I'm so excited. She's going to talk to us about hypnosis. Um, I know hypnosis to be uh, something, you know, I saw on Scooby-Doo back in the day. So I'm really excited to see what it really is. It's like magic to me. Um, very excited to hear your story, Jessica. Thank you for being here with us. And uh, let the audience know how you're feeling tonight, this evening. Yes, I'm feeling great. I'm happy to be here. And yeah, lots of new things coming up for me. So I always love a new season. Yes. Amen. I'd like to hear that. Where are you from? I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Really? Okay. So I guess us Northerners do got a, a little accent, huh? Because I'm from Ohio and I can hear it. I thought you was from down South, but people say that to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, is so funny. I'm from Mississippi. I spent... I went to college there, so I think it's just kind of in my blood, too. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> Down home, girl, I love it. Ooh, I bet your family can cook. My dad is definitely the grill oh, master. Yes. Oh, you're making me hungry already. It's dinner time after this. Yes. All right, so tell us a little bit more about your background, where you're from, and something about your family. Yeah, absolutely. So um, about my background, um, I've been a marriage and family therapist for about 10 years now. Um, and so during that time, I worked with families, I worked with children, I did a lot of work with DCS. So working with foster care um, children and also the parents that are trying to get their kids back. And I also dabbled and dabbled in um, substance abuse counseling. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I always knew, like, even when I was going through grad school for my therapy degree, I knew that healing was deeper than what they were just showing us. And therapy is amazing. I, everyone should do therapy, but I knew that there was just something deeper. And so I ran across inner child work um years ago and I'm like oh my god this is like the deeper thing that I was talking about yeah. like everything stems from being that little child and that's where we develop these beliefs from so you know you go down a rabbit hole mm -hmm. so now I'm learning about inner child and then the subconscious mind and then the beliefs that get stored in there and how that impacts our lives and so probably about three years ago I'm like I want to be a hypnotherapist. And I just kind of said it kind of jokingly um, because I know the power and the beliefs that we hold. And so last year I became certified in hypnotherapy. It really nice. wasn't nothing. It just kind of fell in my lap. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do this. And so 
for my practice, I don't just focus on athletes, although I have, I definitely help them, but anyone who's coming with a block, whether if it's still from childhood, whether it's sports performance block, um, weight loss blocks, depression, anxiety, I help them eliminate or greatly reduce down um, through the hypnosis work that I do. Mm. So did you play sports? Is that how you started to work with athletes or was it just something that you noticed athletes could um, find very useful? I was a basketball player. Yes. Um, grade two, I graduated high school. I had offers for a full ride and I'm just like, you know what? I was smart enough to know at the time in high school that I didn't love basketball enough to continue with it. I was like, I wow. just want to be a regular student. Um, but I still have love for the game and love and appreciation for those who do love it because mm -hmm. I was, I've been around it my whole life. Yeah. Did your parents pressure you at all to continue your career in college or was that why you were able to make that decision because you didn't receive any pressure from them? Absolutely no pressure. My mom was like, okay. Wow. Um, Kind of a, a running joke that Jessica never really liked basketball anyways. I'd be on the sidelines talking. Like, and I was good, too, but I was more there for the, the social morale. I will always get the mental attitude award, award, and it. I'm looking back, and I'm like, I played basketball, but it makes sense why I will be the counselor and then want to counsel sports um, players because that's essentially how I showed up. Yeah. Even when I was playing basketball, I was like that go-to, let's go, yeah. you know, type of person. So you were already living your purpose before you really even knew that you was doing it. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. So tell us more about your business. What exactly do you do with your clients and how does it help them? Yes. Yeah, so, um... My business and how I help clients is that through hypnosis, we get to the absolute root cause of your block. No matter where you're coming, what you're coming for, but in this case, we'll use um, athletics. So say a basketball player, they're like, no, I use a track runner. Say a track runner comes to me, they're like, you know, I stay in my head constantly. I leave the blocks slowly when I know that I can be more explosive from coming out the blocks. You know, I right before I get to the finish line, as I hear all this chatter in my mind. I, that was a real-life situation where a client came to me. And so we definitely address those things, but I love the work that I do because I get to go deeper. Yes. I get to go deeper and figure out why do you really have this block? And what I found with athletes that's very different from any other client population that I work with, with athletes, they always go back to a critical parent or a critical coach mm. during their time in hypnosis. Because the hip in the hypnosis that I do, I regress them back to at least three scenes in their childhood that have to do with why, when, and where they got this black. Oftentimes, it is a parent that is being overly critical of them. Sometimes they'll go back to a coach being critical, but that parent voice, mm -hmm. it stays with them. Um, and so I work with them. Not only does 
them understanding, oh my gosh, my dad being critical to me all these years is actually what caused this block. So by them understanding, it's very healing and transforming in itself. Mm. And then, of course, I work a little bit more magic to really shrink down and help them eliminate that critical voice in their head. Mm. Well, I couldn't work with you. You would have me. <laughs> Girl, going through it. I had to work with you, a therapist, a psychiatrist, everybody. That's some real stuff, though. And I literally just had a moment like that. I was at the park playing basketball. And I don't play no more. I'm retired. I'm just over there just trying to stay in shape. And it, there were other people over there. And I was missing some shots. And I was like, oh, like they might be judging me and saying I'm not that good. And I was like, time out. Where is this coming from? And it literally went back to my parents being in the stands or at home in the car. did not matter. The same exact thing that you were talking about. And I'm 28 years old. I haven't played basketball professionally for, I think, three or four years now and still have that issue when I touch a basketball. And that's why I try not to play basketball no more. But I definitely, like, that is so true. And I'm going to release your episode way earlier because this is too good to hold on to already because that, like, so many people need to hear that right there. And not just parents, but us as adults, like, admit that things still hurt us from our childhood and especially our parents they aren't like we don't have to hold on to it forever but just admit they're not perfect and that they effed us up and that we have to heal from that but that's hard that is really hard mm -hmm. how does it help athletes specifically with their mental health yes um it helps athletes specifically with their mental health because one a couple things one they are lowering the volume of that critical voice in their head and so when that's not there, they have the ability to really zone in. And let's face it, if athletes are paying to come see me, they love the game. Like yeah. They're just not <laughs> paying just because they're like, oh, this is just a, a hobby. So my athletes are very passionate about what they do. Um, and so when you're passionate, especially if they're getting paid for it, you know, that all can kind of go in your mental health when you're mm -hmm. feeling like, man, this is something I love to do. My livelihood is kind of dependent on it. Um, I want to show up and be the best person. And so that all goes into our mental health mm -hmm. when it, when we feel like the game is kind of the thing that holds us and contains us. Yep. So that's one that I would say is just by, helping them show up better for their game or for the me or whatever it is can help their mental health significantly because that's something that they love and are passionate about. Right. Um, another thing is, is that, and this is the feedback that I get from clients, but that it really helps their anxiety. Mm. Like, I don't know what about this modality of hypnosis, um, which by the way, it's RTT, which stands for Rapid Transformational Therapy. Um, and no matter who I work with, they always report my anxiety is down. So when you're not so anxious, again, you're able to zone in um, and you don't have all of those negative voices or worries that you may have with someone that has a high level of anxiety. And then the other thing I would say, which is my favorite part, mm -hmm. because I am an inner child expert, and with this therapy, we go back to your childhood. And I also help my client 
retrieve their inner child and bring them home so that they can upgrade them and heal them, which mm. is so critical. Like, I don't care if you have the best childhood in America. Everyone needs to be aware of how to heal their inner child. And so with the work that I do, healing your inner child is a major, major component. And when you can tap in, tune in to that inner child, that little boy, that little girl within you, um, your mental health is definitely going to be positively mm. impacted. Because again, almost everything that we face now, the beliefs that we've had, the uh, patterns that we repeat in our lives, that all stem from more than likely before the age of 10. Wow. The age of 10. So how does the work that you do help your clients, not just the athletes, athlete clients but all your clients separate who they are from what they do because I know that causes a lot of mental health issues us wrapping ourselves up in in the work that we do mm-hmm. yeah that's a really really good question um and to be honest now if they were coming to me for like coaching or therapy that would be something that I would address because I absolutely agree I actually did a IGTV live probably about three months ago with a young girl from Notre Dame. We talked about this, um, you know, sports and this identity um, because, you know, once you retire or once you don't make the team or once you, you know, you get injured or something like that, everything can go to S-H-I-T. Yep. You can cuss, girl. Go ahead. Speak your truth. Okay. <laughs> Everything can go to shit because you build such a identity around what you do. And so I will be honest, when people come to me for hypnosis session, I'm very I have a very pinpointed goal that we're working towards. Okay. And so typically that's to help them improve their running time and help them get rid of the negative voices. So I really don't address that. But again, if they were was like, man, I really want to work with you one-on-one. Oh, we're going to address that because you had to know that. Let me retract. One of my favorite sayings is that, um, I don't really want to say sayings, but one of the things that causes shame, that sticks out to me because I study shame a lot as well, is that people are valued for what they can do versus who they are. Mm. And so a lot of times we, we measure our value from how good of a basketball player we are, how many points we score, all while ignoring who we are as a human being. Mm-hmm. And so when the thing that you do is no longer there, you ain't never really paid attention to who you are over here. Mm-hmm. So I can go on and on about that. Um, and I strongly believe in it. But for the purpose of hypnosis, mm-hmm. you know, we focus on them removing those blocks and just mm-hmm. kind of go on about their way. Yeah. Oh, you said a word. You said a whole mouthful. Trust me, just being able to speak on it even. Uh, I think that's very helpful for myself and the audience for sure. So thank you for sharing and for being honest and, you know, saying that you don't do that because somebody else would have said a thing too. So I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. Um, What is your take on the current state of mental health in sports and these athletes having the courage to speak out? Yeah, so basically like, for instance, Simone Bowles and how she kind of, you know, 
I think it's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's really helping younger athletes to, um, like, they're leading by example. So it's, it's normalizing. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's normalizing. Because first, you know, with sports, you think of toughness. Mm-hmm. And there really wasn't space for mental health issues to pop up. Like, you got to get on the court and you got to play. Yeah. Um, but with this new age and this new wave coming in, it normalizes that no matter who you are, no matter how much money you make, mental health issues do exist. And so how can we create a space, a safe space, that's key, a safe space where we can value mental health and also your um, athletics? Mm. Like it, Because if you don't value your mental health, one, you're not going to be able to show up and give, give it your all. Two, you're actually increasing chances of injury. Mm. Um, and there's so much more that can happen as a result of you ignoring your mental health. So I think it's awesome. And not just with athletes, but also in the black community. Yes. You know, we used to think therapy was just for crazy people. <laughs> what happened in our family Mm -hmm. and therapy and mental health on the in general was on the rise and I love to see it I love to see my people getting help I love to see these athletes taking the stance I actually was joking um and I I said this today I said girl I feel like Simone Bass I had to take a mental health break from one of the biggest um competitions because uh, I'm going through a lot of transitions I just told you I just moved Mm -hmm. And I also do interior design. I'm I'm an amazing interior designer. And I had a project of a whole home to do on top of starting a new job and oh, just so much. And I'm like, I cannot do this home. Mm -hmm. Like, my mind will not let me. And so I basically had to fire myself from that position. And it was very tough. But I'm like, Jessica, like, your mental health, comes first. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, damn, that's what Simone Bell said. Like, she was like, ah, I need to first. So I feel like I understood sister. To yeah. How did that make you feel that you were able to do that, especially as a black woman? Because we will work ourselves to death to make sure that we please everybody, meet these deadlines, you know, whatever that can be there for our family, whatever it is. How did that make you feel on the inside? It made me feel great. <laughs> I was real nervous and scared only because I didn't want to tell him, like, man, it's maybe a letdown, you know, the owner of the home. But after I did it, it felt like the biggest pressure, like, like it just lifted off me. And I, you know, I'm so glad that I honored myself, that I set boundaries. And even as you said, you know, black women, we have this, this superwoman Mm -hmm. syndrome and um, the older you get, well, I can speak for me, the older I get, the more I'm like, that does not work for me. Mm-hmm. I got to understand signs of burnout early. I got to understand when to take a break. Because if I'm not well, my clients aren't well, my practice isn't well, and hell, people around me are impacted by that. So mm-hmm. I really have learned to understand the signs of burnout, understand when I need a break, and to honor that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it gets tiring doing it the other way for so long. For sure. And like you said, it's so hard because we have this attachment to what we do. And again, making sure that we are there for everybody. But 
there isn't anything like being there for yourself. So when I heard you say that it was great and you started singing like some angels, I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I feel good for you because that is a very hard thing. And again, like we don't talk about it enough, but being black and being black women, we always do our best to show up but not for us. So like, it's so empowering to hear you say that and hopefully for everybody else too, because again, it ain't easy. Like, so kudos to you for real. Is there anything else you want to, of course, is there anything else you want to share with us before you go about your background, about what you do or anything that, you know, you think maybe would help the people? I would say, um, I always have to steal this, quote from my friend who attended my workshop years ago but she says anyone who was once a child needs to heal their inner child Mm. and I'm just so compassionate about that work um, because that's where everything starts at that's where we literally our brains literally are different are formed different from the ages of zero to seven and that's when beliefs they're like sponges. So when you say things like, girl, you're so ugly, you ain't never amount to nothing, you're literally like, oh, okay, I'm ugly. I'm not amount to nothing. Mm. Like, there's something special about the brain between zero and seven. It could go up to as late as 12, where you're taking everything at face value. And so rather that was very direct things, like, you know, you'll never amount to anything, or maybe your dad was just emotionally available, unavailable because he worked a lot, but you still took it as damn, like, I must not be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and so either way, everyone walking this planet has some sort of beliefs um, about themselves that I encourage to not only learn, but to change that belief and change that narrative into the thing that you most want for yourself. They're not permanent. They're not permanent. Do the work and change whatever belief, whatever internal dynamic that you have about yourself because it can be done. So that would be the last thing that I will leave people with. Thank you. That's a beautiful thing to leave us with too. I appreciate you. This was awesome. Uh, very, very beautiful energy and spirit. I appreciate you. And uh, shoot, yeah. I'm glad for your clients that got you because they need you. I can tell. Uh, thank you. Of course. This is so awesome. I love your energy too. And thank you. Yeah, hopefully we can come back on and do this again another time. Let's do it. We can do a whole series, girl. I love doing series with people. I just got done doing one with um a psychologist in Chicago. And I just wanted to ask her about mental health and essentially like your environment. How does your environment impact your mental health? I was, I'm in Ohio now. I was raised in Ohio. I lived in Chicago for two years as a kid and two years as an adult. So going back as an adult, I was more aware of the things that were going on, but it ended up turning into her like educating me on black history. So it was really dope and how that impacts our mental health. So if you've got an mm-hmm. idea, come to me. I'm, I'm always open. So definitely let's talk. Okay, cool. Yes. Thank you so much, Mari. Of course. Speak your truth. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please take a look at today's show notes for any questions you may have and more information on today's guests. If there's anything that I did not answer, you know where to find me.